Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the regular exclusive podcast with Jason Renee. And we got some trailers that dropped this week. And before we get into, into Top Guns, Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. Top Guns. Top Guns. Let's talk about two of these trailers that popped up. One of them it looks really, really fun. The other one, I think, is the scariest trailer I've ever seen. Uh, so let's, yeah. let's start with that. Evil Dead Rises. I haven't seen the remake probably since it came out, mm-hmm. you know, years Same. ago years ago um i remember it being good and yeah i've heard a bunch of people say it's like one of the best remakes horror remakes ever i don't know if i can go back to it and after watching this trailer for evil dead rises i i I definitely don't know if i want to go back to it because this trailer is terrifying yeah i'm uh like just even the things that they like they just insinuate they don't even show it fully it's like nope i don't think i can do this i I watched the first remake through my fucking hands because I was so fucking terrified and not really terrified, but just grossed out. And it was so dark and fucking horrible. And I just am not a torture porn fan. So (laughs) this one really just uh, was totally like the same thing. It felt like. Yeah, there's little things that they show. And maybe it's just the Red Band trailer that I watched. But like, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, there's a cheese grater involved. And even you don't see anything, but just seeing it in the trailer. it uh, No, I felt it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt like that was enough. And they're probably going to show 10 times more than that in the movie. So no, thanks. Yeah. I mean, just from the trailer alone, I'm like, this has to be like an MA rating or whatever. Like, yeah, it's it, it's be be, it looks beyond R. If Bruce Campbell was in it, maybe now we're talking. But I need a little bit of the I want the original trilogy vibe more. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can handle camp. this. Yeah, I want some camp with this gory shit because then it's more fun. <laughs> I don't like just disturbing torture porn for no reason. So, oh. well. Then there was another trailer, and this was a movie that you were really excited about. Yes, as I keep track of all these things. <laughs> so, so, so tell us about it for anyone who isn't in the know. Yeah, if you're not, if you haven't already watched the trailer, watch it. It's for Renfield, which is a movie about this guy. His character name is Dwight Renfield, and he's from like the original Dracula movie. And his character is like the human familiar to Dracula, which means that he like is either given or like once like his same powers. And so he like is basically his human slave and brings him victims and all this shit. And then he gives him like either powers or the promise of powers. Mm. And this movie is like a modern take on that. And it has Nicolas Cage as Dracula (laughs) and Nicholas Holt as Renfield. And he's more of like in a toxic relationship and he's like trying to get out of it. And like he's in group therapy and stuff. It looks amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for this. It looks really fun. Mm-hmm. Like the the very opening of the trailer when he like, yeah, goes to group therapy. And he's like, I, I need to get out of a toxic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Really clever way to bring it into like more of a modern setting. Yeah, and then when it shows Dracula at the end of the trailer, they're like, oh, so you, everything you were saying was literal. We thought you were just hy- doing hyperbole. Like, That's why I love it when the guy's like, he's when he says, 
He's like, well, what would happen if you didn't worry about his needs and you worried about your own? And he's like, he wouldn't grow to full power. And he's like, yes, exactly. Wait, what? Why did you phrase it that way? That's so weird. But yes. <laughs> and then it's like, I, but I just love that that whole thing. And then it looks like it has some cool action to it as yeah. well. I had no clue that this movie was going to have like action in it. Like from the way yeah. that you described it to me and knowing Nicolas Cage was going to be in it, I thought it was going to be really like a comedy kind of like, you know, what, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. I knew it was like going to be a comedy only because I saw the picture of Nick Cage in costume and you're like, okay, yeah, this is not like a serious take <laughs> yeah. on Dracula. And he looks like, so cre- he still looks kind of creepy, but yeah. he's just like, it's funny. And yeah. it looks like it's a like an action comedy, which I didn't expect. Maybe a little horror, but it doesn't look like it'll be that much horror. Yeah, the action is the action in the trailer looks really good. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm actually really excited for this. Also, uh, uh, the more I see of Nicholas Holt, the more I love him. I loved him in the menu. He yeah. made me fall in love with him. I feel he, like he's so good. Like he was he was great in like the X Men. He's always gonna be to me Beast from X Men. He's great. I never saw that tolkien movie that he did no, apparently it wasn't very good uh but he's really really good so i'm i'm excited to see this with yeah him. totally me too all right enough with the small talk let's get in to top guns renee i have the need the need for speed. Is that from like this movie for the like the first time ever? Or is that from something else? No. So, th- I mean, I don't know where the origin of that started, but I mean, this is the movie that made that phrase. Famous. Okay. <laughs> I thought so, but then I couldn't. I don't know, like, if this was something that people said before that. So I was just <laughs> curious. But yes, the need for speed. Tom Cruise clearly has it. Jesus. <laughs> so we're talking about the Top Guns today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know we're gonna we're gonna spend a little bit here talking about the first one because yeah you know this is Maverick is a thirty year later sequel um, reboot requel like they have a new class of younger characters that are probably gonna be in the story yeah unless they're just and Tom Cruise will be in it till he's fucking dead I'm sure <laughs> he definitely he's not going anywhere. So let's talk about Top Gun for, you know, a little bit right here. So you never saw it until this week, right? No, I'd never seen one fucking frame from the movie. Not even the <laughs> volleyball scene. Oh, the volleyball scene. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting a lot more from like the hype it got. But like, yeah, it was pretty great and like very sexual. And playing with the boys. That song. Playing with the boys. I mean, I'm just saying, this whole movie is like a love story between Tom Cruise and ev- all these men, but specifically Val Kilmer. And these, that's what I thought the whole <laughs> time. And I was waiting for it because I was like, oh, my God, this is so, like, you know, really forward thinking for back then. And I was, like, <laughs> expecting it because, like, they have so much chemistry, man. They really do. It was really good. All the And it's just so much sweaty guys going around. They're getting so <laughs> close to each other. They're biting at each other. I mean, my God. The sexual tension was palpable, is it not? It really it really is. And I was taken aback by it at first, but then I was like, I'm here for this. Let's go. And then it didn't go all the way. So, so I, I'm going to get this out of the way real quick. Um, 
I watched Top Gun a lot as a kid, so I love the original Top Gun. It's You've got gr- nostalgia for it. I do. It's great. A lot of a lot of times watching it with friends, a lot of jokes with friends. We quote it all the time. It's it's got a ton of great one liners. I'm gonna say all that to say that I want to point out some really funny things about this movie because it's a it's a it's a bizarre movie in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. <laughs> The first thing you've already brought it up. The 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 chemistry and the tension between t- Maverick and all the other guys. But is, specifically Iceman. Well, I mean, I love the bromance of him and Goose. Everything that yeah. they do together is funny. And then yeah, him and Iceman, there's a lot of a lot of tension there. Sexual tension, right? I mean, I was just I was here for it. It was really palpable. I could, it was like beat like just fucking I could see it coming off of them. They yeah. kept getting so close to each other. I was hoping that they would kiss. I was so yeah. disappointed. Ice man, I am dangerous. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and even at the end, he tells them you can ride my tail anytime. <laughs> It's you be, exactly you be my wingman. You being my wingman, whatever the fuck you want to say, that means they're fucking tonight. And I wish the movie showed it to us. <laughs> the funny thing about all that though is the the chemistry with um with the main woman is so bad. Like he has chemistry with everyone else. All the guys. Except for the love interest. And mm-hmm. it made me think, can we just be done with Tom Cruise having love love interests? Like I know. The only movie that I can think that he that Tom Cruise actually seems interested in the in the love storyline is Jerry Maguire with Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I was thinking the same fucking thing. Since then, nothing. Everything I haven't felt else, anything. Everything else, he just seems so disinterested yeah. in any love interest. And it's just he's so handsome. weird. They just throw women at him, and he just fucking beds them. But he doesn't really care, and I can tell it doesn't matter. He's just trying to fuck, and it's probably because he's just sad he's not fucking Val Kilmer. <laughs> And that's mean, this, really all it is. This this was this is the Val Kilmer m- movie. Like yeah, oh, he's so hair, hot. The hair, you know, just spiked straight up. It, it's, oh, he's sexy the, as fuck. <laughs> he's the perfect guy for like to be the adversary to Tom Cruise in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the casting was really spot on. I will say also, I really enjoyed all the '80s music. It was really beautiful. Oh yeah, just so good. And like, it's insane to think that Kenny Loggins wrote Danger Zone and Playing with the Boys. Like for this movie? Uh I'm not sure I but I think so. But like those are two totally different songs. Like Danger Zone is like the high octane like this is great. It gets mm-hmm. you pumped. And then Playing with the Boys is just like what what is this? What is this song like? <laughs> this was written by the same guy like <laughs> I don't even know that. I don't even remember what the song sounds like. Like playing with the boys is essentially the male version of girls just want to have fun. Like <laughs> it was just, it was just so polar opposite. Yeah. Different. Like, I mean, I get it. I was wondering like really early on, I'm like, I've heard danger zone like four times already. So this must be like the theme of the movie, right? Like I'm, I've heard this song at least eight times by the end of it uh, and and same with uh take my breath away i will never get over the music oh. cues in this movie telling you what to feel about everything i know a lot of movies did that back then but it's like really intense okay so tell me if you agree that is one of the worst sex scenes i've ever seen oh yeah i barely it, paid attention 
it, it's just in the dark, right? It's, it's all just like uncomfortable. It's silhouettes. It's yeah. They don't even look like they're kissing. They just look like they're just like rubbing their mouths against each other. It's ugh, I, I hate it. It's bad. yeah. I I mean I barely watched it because I just was waiting for the inevitable sex scene between him and Val Kilmer, and I was just so <laughs> fucking bothered that it never happened because I really wanted them to get together at the end. They gave they became friends. They really trusted each other, and the new one they're still fucking in love with each other. So <laughs> I was just really disappointed. But the volleyball scene was pretty fun. I didn't like how sweaty he was right after, and then he went straight to the date. But I was so glad he asked to shower twice, and then he did not end up fucking her, because that was really disgusting how sweaty he was. the the weird The funny thing about the volleyball scene to me is just how how it just comes out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. they're they're doing they're at flight school, they're at all this stuff, and then then there's just a volleyball scene, and it just comes out of nowhere. And you're just like, what, what are we doing with this in the mood? Like, why are we here? And the funniest part is that they're all not even dressed for the beach. Like Goose is the only one wearing shorts. Val Kilmer and I think it's a slider are wearing sweats in in California. Yeah. Tom Cruise is in denim. He's just wearing (laughs) jeans and they got like all this gear, like they taped up their wrists and stuff. And it's like, but you're not wearing shorts. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> they were sweaty in almost every scene of this movie. I get it. They were in the planes and here they're playing volleyball, but like a disgusting amount of sweat, even for the guys that were just in the office. Like everyone was sweating all over. And I just kept thinking like, I mean, that's why we're seeing this volleyball scene. And they're sweaty as fuck. And these guys, it's because the real story is about their feelings for each other. These guys in Top Gun, they're all there because they just want to be together. I'm convinced that this is The Rock's favorite movie of all time, just for the sweatiness. Because The Rock is sweaty in every movie he yeah. uh, he does. <laughs> so <laughs> the, sweat, the sweatiness, though, m- it makes sense for another thing I noticed in this movie. I'm pretty sure, like, a third of this movie revolves either around taking a shower or talking about needing to take a shower. <laughs> There's at least a good third in the middle that is all about a shower. Like, there are several scenes, important scenes, and they all take place in the in the bathroom, like, in the shower. Like, mm-hmm. they have or their... they're talking about it, or they just got out of the shower. They need to go take one. You're right. A lot of cleanliness being subconsciously, like, messaging about, you know, keep yourself clean, I guess. I don't fucking know. Even when Tom Cruise goes on the date with the girl, he's just like, I got to go take a shower. Yeah, thank God. I was like really bothered that he wasn't like he was going over there without showering. At least a dip in the ocean, man. That guy was like fucking dripping with sweat. And then he goes on this date and then he's like, can I take a shower? And I was like, finally, thank God. And then he ended up not fucking her and he left. And then he went to shower apparently. But Jesus Christ. Yeah. Honestly, this movie was very weird. Not having ever seen it and just experiencing it for the first time. I feel like this is Tom Cruise villain origin story. (laughs) Explain. Explain. I mean, do I even have to? First off, I think that like something happened in his brain and he thinks he's fucking Maverick in real life. (laughs) He's trying to kill. He's doing all these life threatening stunts all the time. Like he thinks he's fucking invincible. (laughs) I was trying to prove it, but I think this movie really got in his fucking head. It's also the first movie where he had a fucking say in 
the like pre-production stuff and like actually getting involved in the story and the character and all that shit, mm. which as we know will come to full blast when he does the mummy and ruins that whole <laughs> fucking possibility of that universe. And now when I see Top Gun Maverick and they're like, oh, it was a Tom Cruise approved like boot camp that they had to do. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy <laughs> is just insane now. But I'm I'm literally just thinking like, this is him. This is who he thinks he is in his fucking brain. And this is why we have all these problems with him later on. He's just fucking thinking he's fucking Maverick. And this is why he's a true villain in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, also the Scientology, but. I'm going to say, I think this movie really got like fucked him up for life. And now this is. Well, he gave us Top Gun Maverick. So, I mean, maybe, maybe some, maybe a little bit of redemption. Not for the mummy. You will never redeem it. <laughs> I, he could do a thousand more Top Guns and I would never forgive him. He's going to need to do a lot more. One thing I wanted to ask you, you know, as, as a woman, I felt like the whole character of Maverick in top gun and in, in the original is very aggressive like uncomfortably aggressive like well he knows how to play it with women is the thing because he's super aggressive the first time he meets her and he's like trying to fuck her the bathroom scene yeah the bathroom he's super aggressive okay this is a little much the reason it works is because then as soon as he finds out she's the teacher and then he's like oh she's got the power now i'm gonna get the power and he just ignores her and acts like he's not interested at all and every time he hangs out with her they're like gonna kiss or gonna fuck and then he's like i have to go take a shower and like leaves so it's like he like really plays her like a lot and it's just like women we go nuts for that <laughs> go crazy act like you're obsessed with us and then just ignore us oh my god will be at you like moth to, moth to light yeah the, the whole reason that they like keep talking to each other is because he has that opening scene where he flies it's inverted yeah he flies upside down and she wants to hear about that also that scene was awesome sure started up on his six when he pulled through the clouds and then i moved in above him. well if you were directly above him how could you see him because i was inverted <clears throat> you were in a 4g inverted dive with the mig 28 yes ma'am but yeah like that's the whole reason they talk and i never really see any part in them having dialogue and stuff where like they go from that's what i want to talk about to i'm falling for you i mean it's just because he's attractive well and then also the weird thing is when they have that whole scene where she critiques him and says like it worked, but that wasn't the right thing to do. He gets, he like throws a temper tantrum and loses his mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is the most childish thing I've ever seen. I know. It's really dumb. Like he, like I get it. I think it's just because he's attractive and the fact that he also wears that white uniform because <laughs> I would fuck the shit out of anybody wearing that. That thing is that, I mean, that's just perfect. Oh, Women love a good white uniform. But I will say also too, I think for some reason maybe just because i i know this about tom cruise but he's so short in real life <laughs> yeah. and he wears like lifts in all of his movies and like he especially wore like extra large ones when he was with her because he's like shorter than her in real life <laughs> yeah and just like all of his scenes where he's like being a badass i'm like <laughs> he's wearing fucking lifts <laughs> dumbass like i'm short but i embrace it you know just uh, fucking live with it for all the goofiness of this movie the all the stuff with the with the fight with the dog fights and the planes are just awesome and Fine. They're, if that's I mean, what you're into like yeah they're great that's yeah. why like if you're like you know i mean guys just love it i'm assuming because yeah. it's fun 
guys love it and uh especially dads love it there's a lot of i've heard a lot of people that like say like oh yeah my dad used to just watch the opening scenes just the planes being prepped and taking off like they just watch that opening scene jesus uh, i also feel like this i was wondering like why do people love this movie is it just the planes or is it like the father-son thing because he's like looking for his dad and he knows his dad did the right thing oh god and then he finds <laughs> out his dad was right and he sacrificed himself like okay but like I'm just saying that the father son dynamic really plays into both movies, so I figured yeah. that, that would be a part of it. But from every man I've asked, it's all the planes are really cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why we're here. Yeah, I was like, Jay's. Thank God I had something like I was like so bothered by Tom Cruise roles. So I have nothing to talk about <laughs> with either of these movies. <laughs> oh, it's great. I will say though, uh, I totally forgot. But this m latest rewatch, uh, I think this movie has one of the best lines of all time when when he does the flyby and the guy who has who, who manages the tower gets real pissed and he walks out of the office and he's like i want some butts <laughs> damn it catch twice i want some butts okay that's a good line <laughs> i want some butts i want some butts <laughs> I also thought, like, when he says the line, I'll hit the brakes and he'll fly right by, like, at the very end, you know, when he's like, mm -hmm. which I didn't even know you could fucking do on a plane. <laughs> he's, like, flying his plane and the guy's about to shoot him and then he's like, This is it, Maverick. I'm gonna hit the brakes, he'll fly right by. Shit, he's gonna get a walk on us. Is this why every fucking action movie with, like, a car chase in it pulls that same shit forever? They always do it. I'm specifically, especially thinking Pineapple Express, which, like, makes fun of it. <laughs> Cause he does that, but then she just slows down and he's like, what are you doing? Get going. He's like, I thought she'd just fly right by. <laughs> and so I'm like, is this the first movie to pull that fucking maneuver? Because that shit is everywhere now. I don't know if it's the first, uh, but it's the first to do it with a plane. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen that with a plane. I don't think you could do it, but I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Well, th this seems like a good segue to get into, into Maverick. Cause we're here for the planes. All right, Renee, as we all know, Top Gun Maverick was a huge hit. It it did, it looks like so far, or it did about 1.4, almost $1.5 billion. Wow. Um, and that made me think about what are all the other movies that are in the billion dollar club? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I did some research and awesome. found, found some fun things. Do you know how many movies are in the billion dollar club? 10. No, there's 51. 51. Okay. Wow. 51. I'm not good at math. <laughs> Here's some some stuff for you that I thought was really interesting. And I, and I think this also kind of explains, or at least to me, makes it very obvious why Top Gun is a billion dollar movie. I mm -hmm. think I think it, it came at the right time and people wanted a movie just like this. So there's 51 uh, billion dollar movies. Warner Brothers owns eight of them. Universal has eight of them. Sony has three paramount has three and then get this disney has 29 yeah that's a monopoly if i've ever heard it <laughs> jesus 
yeah disney disney owns this and it's pretty obvious why it's it's, it's marvel and star wars maybe marvel star wars um the disney movies yeah so yeah marvel star wars the disney animated movies and live action ones also totally forgot about this uh totally forgot that alice in wonderland was a billion dollar movie like yeah. that movie was huge when it came out That's second great. one didn't do quite as well but so marvel has 10 of disney's 29 and then there's eight animated four live action three of them are animated remakes so -hmm. like aladdin lion king so i mean those movies didn't do very well but they made a ton of money i mean i really liked aladdin but sure yeah that's the one i haven't seen and i haven't heard anyone say anything about it really so i assume that it's that it's just fine no it's good the other franchises that are (laughs) that are a part of this group is um transformers <laughs> two two of those are in the How billion the so fuck <laughs> are people still making transformers movies dude those things are for nobody who watches those things Car a breaks? lot of people two, two of them made a billion dollars so michael bay is life, is in the is in the two director club uh pirates of the caribbean two of those made a billion dollars yes which one's the first and the second? Uh, no, it was the second and then Stranger Tides. There's uh, two Fast and the Furiouses oh, God. that are on there. Five Star Wars movies. Naturally. Mm-hmm. And two Harry Potters. Oh, I'm surprised there's not more. The first and the last. Those are the only ones that made. Really? Then uh, The Hobbit and Return of the King. Those two? Which Hobbit? The first one. Oh, uh, yeah. People were like, after that, eh. I still yeah. love the Hobbit movie. Uh, then four Jurassic Park movies. The first Jurassic Park and then the last three. Yeah. Oh, that's because they get butts in the seats, man. We just <laughs> want to see some dinos, and that's what they give us. But yeah, so... What about horror movies? There's there's never been a billion-dollar horror movie. It was the first one, I thought, was the first one to pass a billion dollars with rated R, and then Joker passed it. Joker's not a horror movie. No, but it's a rated R movie. So, like, it was, like, the first yeah, horror yeah. R-rated movie to pass a billion dollars, and then Joker passed it with, like, the amount of money it made. It made a little over. Yeah, Joker is the only rated R movie in the Billion Dollar Club. Oh, so it didn't make a billion? No. Oh. It, it came close. Okay. I thought it did cross the billion dollar mark, but maybe it was just the highest grossing R-rated movie yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I think it is the highest... Um, grossing rated r and also the highest grossing horror movie yeah yeah for good reason that shit fucking rips it's great hold on i get back to my charts you threw me off i'm sorry i had to know about horror you had to know i was gonna ask about that i I know give me those whores that made it to a billion (laughs) dollars we're waiting for the first billion dollar horror movie yeah it chapter two i'm assuming didn't hit it um no so the the interesting thing also is there are 14 franchises that make up this list. Mm-hmm. So a franchise is at least more than one in the, in the series. Do you know how many are in there that did not have a franchise? Well, it's 29 minus 14, right? I'm not good at math, but whatever the answer is would be that number? No. <laughs> no. So there's 14 franchises that make up the 51. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. Eight? <laughs> so I'll tell you this. There is 
one. One movie? There's, well, I'm, I'm going to say one and a half because okay. it doesn't have a sequel yet. Zootopia did a billion dollars. It doesn't have a sequel yet, but I guess there's going to be like a Disney Plus thing. But then Titanic. Ah, Titanic. Titanic is the only non-franchise. Well, you can't do a sequel to Titanic. There's just no way. What are you going to do? James Cameron can can give it a try. I, mean, I don't want to see it if it's just Rose living her life. Fuck that. Or Titanic V2. Like, we have another Titanic that's going out. There was no Titanic. That's interesting, though. It is. So this shows this shows why studios pour money into franchises because they are the thing that make money. Now, this was also interesting. Now, this number is maybe a little bit skewed because I don't know if I can count Marvel movies. So there are only eight movies that made a billion dollars that were the first movie. So the first one in the series, basically. Yeah. Like okay. the first movie, there's only eight that did a billion dollars. Are you counting like Iron Man then? Well, Iron Man is not one of them. Oh. But like that, so like Black Panther, Captain Marvel. I got you. Okay, so for each character, not like in the whole series of Marvel. Yeah. That's so that, that's why the that's why the Marvel stuff is kind of skewed because like they're introduced in other movies, mm -hmm. but like their first movie. So, but yeah, forty three of the movies are sequels. Because that's what we fucking want. Apparently, <laughs> we all love the nostalgia shit. That is why Top Gun Maverick worked for so many people. I imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had no nostalgia because I watched it five minutes before I watched this. Why before I watched the new one? Yeah. So I was just like, oh yeah, that's like a lot of the same stuff, and I caught it all. But I was like, I bet if I watched this like twenty, thirty years ago, then yeah, I'd probably have those feelings. Yeah. So and so this kind of is leads to why I think it it makes total sense that Maverick became a billion dollar movie because everything else is franchises. It's kid movies, it's superhero stuff, and Top Gun, while now it's a franchise, it is, it's not any of those other movies. There's no fantasy element, there's no superheroes, there's no whatever. It's a movie that, hey, you like all, you like normal stuff, you like war stuff, you like planes and stuff you basically have to really like planes i feel like <laughs> no one has made a movie for you guys you should go see this here's the movie for everyone who loves planes it's true this is a very different movie that you would never expect a sequel to all these years later yeah it doesn't really seem like it it's just like a random action movie it's like nick cage making a sequel to con air now <laughs> oh i would see that exactly see it's the thing it's just because it's been so long that we don't care if it's even the first movie is even that great we're just like fuck yeah I want to see him again. Put the bunny in the box. <laughs> but yeah, like this was a movie that, you know, it actually it drew all of those people to theaters. Whereas mm -hmm. like, you know, other other movies that are like, ah, I don't really care about superhero it's like stuff. The one uh, non-horror movie that did it. Mm -hmm. Because we needed theaters. People needed theaters. Theaters needed us to go back, honestly. And this movie was like one of those ones like Avatar where people are like, you got to see it in the theater, man, which I didn't. So apologies. But did you see it in the theater? No. Apparently we didn't even need to because everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, I, I think this movie, I kind of understand people's excitement for this movie because I as I was watching it at home, 
I'm like, oh, I could see this being awesome in theaters, like with the with the surround sound and all this stuff. Like I could see it being way more engaging. I mean, uh, they're but, still cool, I guess. I just yeah. get like kind of nauseous watching all that shit. <laughs> well, before we move on to Maverick, a couple other things I want to throw at you. So uh, some of the kind of the random non-franchise movies in this, there's only a couple, but uh, Top Gun Maverick, Titanic, also Skyfall, the Daniel Craig James mm. Bond movie, did not realize that was a billion dollar movie. Hmm. But yeah, literally everything else is a part of a franchise. I mean, 007 is a franchise, so. Yeah, exactly. And Top Gun Maverick now is a part of a franchise. It's oh, just yeah. the thing is that everything old is new again. Every, I mean, every 20 years, it just cycles through every 30 years, whatever. So now there's going to be a ton of reboots of 80s and 90s shit. And we're all adults now. We're going to go, I remember that shit. I'm going to fucking <laughs> be there. Of course I am, right? Yeah. It works. That's why it's a proven formula as this list really shows. But Tom Cruise, I would say, or sorry, Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick was more of a risk because, I mean, I know there's a big fan base for the first movie, but it's like not the like bankable guaranteed hit that like all these other franchises would be. Totally. And last thing on this that I thought you'd think is interesting. There are 12 directors that have done more than one billion dollar movie throw them at me michael bay transformers was his key ticket into this group <laughs> god he should be eliminated just because he made those fucking movies. kyle balda and pierre coffin they're the directors of despicable me three and minions jesus kevin trevorrow for jurassic world and... colin trevorrow oh sorry trevorrow. colin trevorrow jesus christ get it right and you know what if he would have directed uh, the second one, he would have been in the three club. Yeah, well. He wrote the second one, but he took a break for some reason. That guy, I will say, Colin Trevorrow, people give him a hard time because like, but like Spielberg fucking picked him to be like his successor to direct this franchise. And he does really cool action set pieces, I will mm -hmm. say. And that's like a big part of those things. So just let's let's be nice to everybody. All these guys made a fucking billion dollar movies. That's a huge achievement. Uh, and then we also got John Watts, who did all the new Spider-Man movies. All of those made a billion dollars, all three? No, 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 no. The first one didn't. The okay. second two did. Yeah, of course. Peter Jackson, he did two of them. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Nolan has two for Dark Knight uh, and Dark Knight Rises. And then we have the director, Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. They did Frozen and Frozen 2. Jennifer, Jennifer Lee, the only the only woman. All right, I'll give her that. But Frozen and Frozen Two, I hate it. They made so much money. Yeah. Uh, Joss Whedon for the first two Avengers. Boo! <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's a total dick. J.J. Abrams for The Force Awakens and Rise, Rise of, Skywalker. of Skywalker. Yeah. Last Jedi was better than both of those. Obviously. The last one in the two club is our boy James Wan. Furious 7, and Aquaman. Mm. Also, James Wan is the only one to do a billion-dollar movie with two different studios. Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers and Universal. But wait, so you're telling me Jordan Peele's not on this list, or Spielberg, or like... Spielberg Spielberg has one. He what has is the, his? He has the first Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Peele's not on here. None of his movies made a billion dollars yet? Nope. 
Give it time, buddy. <laughs> His next one, I bet. Yeah. Todd Phillips is the only rated R director. Yeah. Because fucking Joker. I, yep. I, I like that movie. So, yeah, the, the list of the people on who have one is longer, but... um. I got you, but those are the only ones. I can't believe Spielberg doesn't have two, but wow. Yeah, that that was surprising to me. Yeah. Then the only two people in the three club, James Cameron, got to give it to him. He, he, he's he got three of them. And then the last one is the Russo brothers. Really? Because of the Captain America and the Infinity Wars. I, I consider Captain America Civil War and they're just another Avengers movie. So yeah. I'm so they're all Avengers movies. But yeah. The only people to have three. Jesus. Interesting stuff, though. Yeah, that is interesting. It does, like, I get people that are, like, worried about things when they hear that. Like, that would make most people really stressed out. Mm. We're like, oh, my God, cinema's dead. <laughs> it's like, you know what? You guys wanted people back in the theaters. They're not going to see any of these other fucking movies that are going to be nominated for the Oscars. I love Spielberg, but nobody went to saw- see The Fablemans. Everybody and their fucking mother went to see Top Gun Maverick. That's why it's going to be nominated, probably. Mm -hmm. Because it saved movie theaters. But it's like, you know, don't complain about all these fucking sequels because that's the fucking, like, money that's coming Mm. into the business. That's saving these people's asses to make art house films. Yeah. Although, like, if it keeps going, people are worried, you know, it'll go away and we won't have any art house movies. (laughs) And then what will we do? I guess we'll all just have a fucking good time watching Top Gun Maverick for the 20th time. <laughs> well, then I thought you would like this, and this can be the last thing on here. Um, so the billion-dollar actor, by the numbers, is it's actually Robert Downey Jr. Because hmm. he's the top-billed actor in, in all those movies. And all, the, all yeah. the Mar- Marvel movies. And all the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and then number two, with three, uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, fuck yeah. Alice Wonderland and Pirates. Fuck yes, dude. I mean, I think the big reason why this movie did so well is because it it did exactly what it needed to do. Like people who went to see this were were people that love the original. And and it it you know, it's it's a plain movie. It's you, you are going to see more of Top Gun. And I think of all of the mo- all of like those legacy sequels, like this movie probably is one of the better examples of movies that like did it right. Mm-hmm. I agree. They did all the right things. They did everything that you would expect from a, a legacy sequel for this movie. It checked all the boxes. And I mean, I think you and I would both agree that it, this is definitely a very safe movie. Like yeah. it did. It didn't. It didn't go. It didn't do the Halloween thing, like we no. tried to do some very different things with the Halloween sequels. And it didn't do it like Rise of Skywalker, where they like realized that people were pissed off about Last Jedi, even though it was great. And then they tried to redo it all and put nostalgia stuff in at every second. And you're like, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like they really found the right balance, but it's like. Because you can't overdo it, but you got to have the right thing. And obviously, it's called Maverick. It's all about Tom Cruise's character, mm-hmm. which I think is like the driving force for a lot of people. Well, yeah. And it is funny that they kind of are setting up the whole movie for Maverick to pass the torch. And then there's like, now, nah, Maverick, you're going to do it. It's because it's a Tom Cruise <laughs> movie. There's no fucking Tom Cruise movie where he doesn't save the day at the end. Oh, you know what? Let the new guy do it. No, he fucking does it. What does he do when the new guy tries to save him? He fucking 
gets mad and says, no, what the fuck? That's my hero moment, basically. <laughs> That's the thing. Tom Cruise might be 60, but he is not passing the torch. That's the only thing. He's really, he's like, I'll be in all these movies until I'm dead because I'm not going to pass the torch. It's still my movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, fine. He's got, he's going to kill off all the legacy characters before he gives it up. He's like, Val, Iceman, you're in this, but Dead. you have cancer. <laughs> like... Yeah, you're gone. I mean, they had to do that because of Val Kilmer in real life, but also, yes. you know. And then I didn't realize this, that the one time he does speak in the movie, that's an AI-generated voice. Oh, really? Yeah, because he can't even talk. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, holy shit, that sounded really good. Yeah. That's a little terrifying, that AI technology that can just replicate your voice like that. My God. Well, especially uh, especially when it's that good and it's not Disney. <laughs> That's the thing. They have money elsewhere at other studios enough to do this shit, dude. It is crazy. I mean, obviously, they're going through like another company that probably specializes in it. But but yeah, that was crazy. But I will say, yeah, you're right. They're going to kill off all the other legacy. I mean, he's the only legacy character left in this movie. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised that Val Kilmer was the was the only one. I mean, Goose is dead, so that's why you have Goose's son Rooster. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, I thought Meg Ryan might be in it, but then they're like, oh, she's dead too. It's like Tom Cruise was like, I'm the only one that gets to come back. It's my movie. <laughs> well, and Jennifer Conley, her character, I guess, is technically a legacy character. She's Ugh. meant. Not even though she's mentioned briefly, yeah, I th yeah, I think like once or twice. If I hadn't watched that movie five minutes before I just saw this like new one, I would have no idea who the fuck she was. <laughs> so I mean, that's fine, that's cool. I was wondering, I was like, oh, why isn't the other chick in it? Probably because that didn't last because he was probably dating Val Kilmer this whole time. <laughs> that's what I thought that we were gonna get at the beginning of this movie, honestly. So I was really disappointed to see that Val Kilmer had a wife. Well, this this movie's really good. I. Personally, I think it's a little overhyped right now. Like, there's a lot of people that are like lists that I'm seeing where like it's people's like it's the best movie of the year, like their favorite movie of the year. And I'm like, this is a good movie, but I don't know if I would say it's the best movie of the year. But like eh, to each their own. It's a very good movie. It does exactly what you you would want it to do as a as a Top Gun, you know, lover. I think this movie reminded me, though, personally, how much I enjoy when movies like take big, t big twists or like big swings. Like, uh, like mm -hmm. you and I, you and I have talked extensively about a bunch of movies this last year that do some really interesting things. Like, yeah. try some some big things. Some things work, some things don't. But like. We love you got it. my respect either way, and I'm happy that to see that you're taking a chance versus this is like, yeah, the safest recall possible. I mean, it's still good, but yeah, yeah, I feel like, I mean, this movie, the tagline could be like, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Like, that's <laughs> literally what this movie is. It's just nostalgia, which yeah. I was going to ask you about because you also like watched this growing, the original growing up. So like, was this, did the nostalgia hit you? Yeah, it did. Um, or was it just cool planes again? Oh, I mean, I think the nostalgia is cool planes. <laughs> like, I mean that, but like, I mean, the even the whole thing. opening sequence is exactly the same yeah. two songs, and they're setting up the planes. Mm. I mean, they're hitting you over the head with it from the fucking beginning. <laughs> well, the the thing that I really liked that they did in this movie, though, is they played to the nostalgia, but they didn't. But it, that's not all the movie was. Like 
it had it had a lot of nostalgia but like the first movie has so many like great one-liners that you know i've quoted my whole life i don't really know if this movie had like there was no like one-liner that i'm like oh i'm saying that later you know yeah but this movie i think i think this is a much better movie oh as yeah a, as a whole like this movie actually has a, a narrative throughout the whole movie they're like mm-hmm. they're like we have this mission yeah, they actually have a mission specific to the movie. Yeah, we have to train these people for this mission, and then we have to execute on that mission. Whereas the first movie, when I was rewatching, I was like, "This movie is like a. It's almost like a college film, like it's a it's, boot camp. Yeah, that's all just, that it is. It's just people getting into into shit in college, and here's the funny stories. And then at the end, they're like, "Oh, also, uh, we have some enemy planes. Get in the planes. We're gonna go have a dogfight." Like, yeah, exactly. But of course, it's like. Tom Cruise just has to be the fucking hero in every movie. And that's what he has to do in this movie. But there was just like little things. Like, it's like, why didn't he tell Rooster that like he pulled his papers? Why did he just do that and set his career back? Like, I get it. He doesn't want him to fly, but it doesn't seem like Maverick would ever do that. It was a weird move. And I know he promised to his mother, but it's like, just talk to each other. Is that so hard for guys? They can't just tell him and say, Hey, I pulled your papers because your mom made me promise done. No problems. I mean, maybe he'd get angry, but at least he'd fucking know instead of 20 years of him wondering why. <laughs> well, that was that was one thing I was a little confused by. I I thought that the tension was that he didn't forgive him for his dad's death. And then it turns out that he's it doesn't seem like he's mad at him about his dad's death. He's mad at him about the papers. I was like, wait a second, who? Why are you mad at him? <laughs> I know it was kind of weird, but then I'm like, yeah, so then if he just, but why wouldn't he just talk to him? Like, it's just, it's just so easy, men. Is it that hard for you to communicate? <laughs> you can just fucking speak your thoughts and then everybody's on the same page. It's really not that hard. I had a huge question though in this movie right off the bat, which is like, I'm pretty sure in the second one, they say like Mach 2 and like your hair would be on fire, like it'd be crazy, whatever. And in this one, it's like they start off and he's going Mach 10. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is that a thing now? Like, how did... Is, and also, is that real measurements of time? Because that sounds like Han Solo saying, like, I did the thing in, like, 12 parsecs. Oh. I did the Kessel Run in 12 <laughs> parsecs. That's what it sounds like. But I'm like, is that real? It totally sounds like that. That was the funny thing with that opening scene. I'm like, I get why they're doing this. Like, they're, they're showing that Maverick is still Maverick. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, he goes Mach 10, and then the plane explodes or goes down or whatever, and he's fine. Yeah. Like, he goes to the diner and just like, is that really how that would play out? Like, but No, he'd probably be fucking dead. I would have to imagine going Mach 10, you can't eject. No, <laughs> like, you can't. Like... There's no fucking way. That's what I'm saying. The plane was on fire. Like, how do you eject going that fast? Also, the fucking coming down from that velocity, whatever, I don't know, it would probably kill you. There's just no way. But the thing is, Tom Cruise has a fucking death wish. I thought about it in every other movie he's done recently, just jumping out of planes. He even does it not even for movies. He did that video of like, see at the movies and then jumped off a fucking building. It's like, what the fuck (laughs) is this guy's deal? Is it because he thinks he's Maverick? He's got to go the distance. I think that this movie is him proving that, yes, 
I'm still fucking Maverick, and I'm the hero. I will never die. I'm never going to die. And either that or he has a huge death wish. And someone should just fucking put him out of his misery. Because he's <laughs> trying to kill himself in extreme ways in all these movies doing his own stunts. I mean. Pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's totally insane. But I, I'm i here for it. His, his, his action movies and stuff, they're very entertaining. Yeah, but if my, like my parents are fucking 60, if they tried to do that, they would fucking die. Like, this guy needs to accept that he is old. At some point. I don't think he ever will. I think he's going to die filming one of these. This, Mission Impossible, pick your poison. That's where he's going. Even Jackie Chan is like, dude, you need to chill. I mean, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, how old did he go to? Was he in his 60s still doing karate? Uh, I He did that movie, The Foreigner, which was like his version of Taken, which there there's not any like crazy stunts there. Jackie Chan did much crazier things than tom cruise so i think jackie chan's body is like totally done like he can't do anything at well this point. i wish tom cruise would end soon i mean he's never gonna do a movie again i don't think where he's actually like acting like i can't like can you think of like the only role that i think tom cruise is a really good actor in is tropic thunder i think that's his best role oh, of all time that is that is his best because that's the only time he's not fucking tom cruise he's literally tom cruise in every movie. And after watching these, I'm like, Tom Cruise is basically Maverick. So I think that that's why he thinks he's Maverick in his head. And that's why he is the way that he is after this movie. The one time he must have like got hit in the head or something. And then he did Tropic Thunder. And then he went right back to this shit. But it, it is really cool how they made this movie. And like Tom Cruise pushed it. I really wonder if Tom Cruise uh, or who's the director of this movie? I have no idea. Um, Joseph... Kaninsky. He's the same guy who did like uh, Spiderhead and some other movies. I wonder how much of this is actually him directing or if just Tom Cruise can't be the director for, for, for contractual re reasons. That's the thing. No, I mean, God forbid. We know his fucking directed by Tom Cruise is coming at some point. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be starring Tom Cruise, produced, edited by him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like it is, it is really cool and interesting and unique how they actually sure. like had cameras in the the cockpits and they're filming just like the first one does but like yeah i remember seeing some like behind the scenes stuff and like the actors could only like be up in the air for like 15 minutes at a time just because like of all the all the g-force and everything we were just it, getting sick every day like i would fucking hate filming this movie are you kidding me but it's it's really cool and really interesting that they did it. But it's dangerous, you know? I think. I mean, they're oh. up in those planes. I mean, thank God they all had fucking real pilots in there. I'm sure Tom Cruise probably tried to get it so that they could <laughs> fly their own fucking planes. But, you know, he also had, like, the finalists for the role of Rooster flown to his fucking house for the top three to, like, so he could audition them and make the final cut decision. Oh, which, really? of course, he does. And how predatory does that sound? <laughs> so anyways, he had, so the top three were Nicholas Holt, our homie, which uh. I would, I can't believe it. I would love to see him audition. It was Glenn Powell, who plays Hangman, He's and great. then Miles Teller, and they, and Tom Cruise in the studio, the director, everybody, they loved Glenn Powell so much that they wrote the character of Hangman for him. Oh. Or they beefed it up and made it a different character to fit him. Hey, Hangman, you look good. I am good, Rooster. I'm very good. He, yeah, Glenn Powell crushed it. I mean, Miles Teller was great too, but Glenn Powell totally crushed it. He was so good. He he reminded me of like it was like his character was like a, a mashup of 
of Maverick and Iceman in the yep. first one. A hundred percent. He's got the cockiness of Maverick and like the flying style where he's like a total risk, but and not also, a team player. Yeah, not a team player, but he also kind of also has the same some of the cocky attitude and the things that he would say and just be like all like showboating and stuff was yeah. very Iceman. Yeah. He was he was great. He was really great. He was a standout and he looked wonderful in that scene when they played football. Oh yeah. So I, I did I did think I, I'm like they have to do another beach beach sports thing. And we all saw it in the trailer. But I actually liked that there was an actual point to it. Team building. It was team bu- building, team bonding. I was like, okay, yeah, the, the volleyball scene has no point to the movie. At least this has a point. <laughs> this is, yeah, them actually like team building, getting on each other's like side and being able to trust each other. But I did and they're all wearing jeans. <laughs> they're not all wearing random things. Yeah. I did I read that um like Glenn Powell was saying how like he was crazy how insecure all the guys were. Like getting they were in the gym every fucking day all day preparing for that scene and like they were all lubed up like crazy. <laughs> yeah. He said that there was just so much lube everywhere. They're all oiled up to like no end. And then he said that they filmed that scene and then that night, they're all like, fuck yeah, let's go nuts. And we ate a bunch of like junk food and just fucking partied. And then they said like a week later, Tom Cruise was like, we got to shoot it again. It's not perfect. <laughs> and so they all had to fucking go back to the gym and we're like, what? What the fuck? And so they had to get fucking re-ripped to do it again. So they were even more stressed out. And I was like, of course, it wasn't good enough the first time. Yeah. Could have told you that on the fucking day. This detachment still has some training to complete, Captain. Every available minute matters. Yes, sir. So why are we out here playing games? You said to create a team, sir. There's your team. And Tom Cruise, like, that's what I'm saying. He's calling the shots now on all this shit. It started in the first one, and now he's at full powers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's fucking Dracula. I'm just saying. Whoever's his Renfield, I, I feel bad for them. And shout out to John Hamm. He was a dick, but he was good. I liked him. The one note, I i mean, I took a few notes for this movie, but one of them said, uh, oh, John Hamm's going to be pretty sorry by the end of this movie. <laughs> that was uh, pretty obvious. I was like, oh, boy. What does he think? He's hes so dumb saying, like, Maverick has nothing to offer any of these people. It's like, okay, this guy's obviously jealous. Like, fuck <laughs> off, John Hamm. And he was. He was like, wow, you know what? I'm going to risk my career for you by the end. Way to go. Good character development, I guess. <laughs> So I have I have to put this out there and I think we have to talk about it. Majority of this movie the plot is Star Wars. 100%. Like they have to fl- a, a group of of people have to fly through a narrow canyon type thing that is filled with missile launchers along the sides and then they have to shoot a rocket into a very small hole, and they only have one chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they're all going to die. And uh, that's it. Most of this movie is just Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it's just the plot of like the first Star Wars without the Force. It might be because Rooster has to shoot that, that missile blind the targeting system doesn't work i mean (laughs) him and tom cruise must have the fucking force in these movies in order to pull this shit off honestly but when i when i was watching this i'm like i know a bunch of people that have seen this movie and no one has mentioned this 
And I'm like, wow, the nostalgia must be really powerful if it's blinding people to this very blatant ripoff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I noticed that the first time I was like, oh, OK, so we're just ripping off Star Wars. I got it. But it was like half the movie was about it. So it was like, we're telling you the plan. It's, I'm surprised that the fucking like commander didn't tell them. You guys have all seen Star Wars, right? We're going to do like the same thing at the very end of that movie. Like, come on. It's literally the same fucking mission. And you know what? They still pull it off, though, because yeah. it's just it works. That's they were like, it worked in Star Wars. It'll fucking work here again. And it it did. It did. It was good. The the only thing that I that I thought was 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 dumb <laughs> in this movie was when they when they get shot down that scene when Tom Cruise saves Rooster. I thought that was really cool when he he pulls the brake and then lets the flares up. I thought that was really that was a really cool scene. I didn't even I a lot of this stuff when they're flying, I didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> but when they when they crash and and then uh you know and then Rooster gets shot down, first off, they almost went a whole movie without a Tom Cruise Tom Cruise running scene, but they snuck they snuck one in there. They have to. <laughs> but I thought the whole thing of them stealing the plane. I thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, they just walk onto a military base and they're even like, there's a bunch of people here. <laughs> I know. No one says anything. It's because they had to get him in one of the older planes that was like the one that he flew in the yeah. original. They just were like, fuck it. We don't care. People, the nostalgia will be like so super powered during that scene. And I'm sure that it was. If oh, yeah. I had just seen the movie five minutes ago, I was like, oh, that's what he was just flying. But it's like, I guess, 37 years or whatever the fuck it's been. It's, it's like, cool. It's just like we couldn't add any level of like, oh, we are sneaking on. It's just like, nope, we're just walking and now we're running to the plane. And again, <laughs> it's just one of those things where like literally they get saved at the last fucking second. Like that guy has his fucking bomb in his fucking like out. Like it literally just left. And then he gets blown up by Glenn Powell, by Hangman <laughs> saving the day. But you're like. Like, Jesus, fuck, thank God he showed up right then. They all would have been dead 10 seconds later. Yeah, this movie made it seem like it's incredibly easy to steal a plane. Tom Cruise steals a plane twice in this movie. Well, Tom Cruise just tries to do that in every movie. He uh. just tries to do whatever the fuck makes him look cool. <laughs> That's all he wants. I mean, he still looks great. I'll give him that. And I'm sure he can fucking fly a plane. Wonderful. But, like, does he have a death wish? I have to know. Because some of the stuff, I'm like, that's insane that you would ever want to do this. Is he just an adrenaline junkie now? I think that's what he looks for in movie projects, at least. Well, I would love it if he did that and stopped having love interests. Jennifer Conley yeah. is great in this. But, again, Tom Cruise just seems very disinterested in the whole idea. He need, yeah, he's really broken up about fucking Val Kilmer dying. <laughs> I get it. That was the love of his life. That's what I thought the first movie was. I was like, this is a love story. This is amazing. I had no idea. And then I was like, well, now I'm soured on the movie because it wasn't a love story. But I thought it was like so obvious that it was a love story between those two guys. And I was just like, I really thought that this movie was going to start off with them like being together and flying planes and shit. And, uh, you know, they didn't do that. Things happen. These movies disappointed me because they weren't gay enough. <laughs> I think more gay would have been the way to go. Well, maybe that can be in the sequel. Maybe they can work that in. I don't know. I mean, I feel like with this movie, 
It made so much money. It had a really great cast. It had a great young. It had it had a great young cast. Like we're definitely getting a sequel, right? Oh, a hundred percent. They it, this made over a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would be fucking shocked if they didn't make a third one. <laughs> Who knows what it'll be called though? I'd watch Top Gun Hangman, personally. Actually, Maybe. that was a funny. I was gonna ask you, what would your call sign be? Oh, my call sign. If I got to choose, I'd probably do bald bear. I feel like that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> bald bear or, or treat dog. Yeah. <laughs> something good. That's what my, my brother always, his, his, uh, nickname was always treat dog. And I'm like, mm. that'd so be pretty cool. That. Pretty cool on a helmet treat dog. Yeah. That's not bad. What would yours be? I wouldn't have one. Cause I wouldn't <laughs> fucking be one of these pilots. <laughs> no, that's irrelevant. I wouldn't ever be in the top gun school. If I had one, that's private. <laughs> mine would be nope <laughs> i'm fucking out guys i'm not doing this i'm turning around it's not safe <laughs> oh, i'd man. be the guy in the beginning of top gun that has a fucking panic attack and almost kills everyone <laughs> that's me what's his name uh, i think that was hollywood or no or merlin no merlin is tim robbins surprisingly oh yeah whatever that guy is who dies at the or not who almost fucking it's, dies it's it's cougar Cougar. I'm Cougar then. I'm Pull I'd up, be Cougar. Cougar. Yeah, I'd be fucking Cougar. All right, Goose. Mission accomplished. We covered all the top guns, even the built-in Star Wars plot. Mm-hmm. We hit it all. We really did. Two miracles. We had we had we had two miracles that needed to go back to back and we did it. Yeah, you know, I think I think the lesson learned is that Tom Cruise will always save the day no matter what, even if you don't want him to. And you have continued your streak of mentioning the mummy in every podcast. So kudos to you. I'm still I mean, this is it was bound to come up in a Tom Cruise heavy episode, but (laughs) I'll never let you live that down. Don't ever anyone who hasn't seen it. Don't ever watch the remake of the mummy with Tom Cruise. You'll never recover just like I haven't. Uh, Well, we're going to be doing a movie this next week that we actually both just watched. I think it was like the first movie we watched of the new year. Yeah, literally, like January 3rd, as soon as it dropped, I'm like, I'm watching this shit right now. Yeah, and we texted each other, and we're just like, we have to do this movie. It's so so good. Renee, tell us what it is. We're talking about The Menu, which Mm -hmm. just dropped on HBO Max, starring Rafe Fiennes, um, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, who Mm -hmm. we just, we love him in this movie. It's hilarious. It's, it's kind of like, I think it's being promoted as like a horror comedy, but I would say it's like definitely more like thriller, like kind of more like suspense with a lot of comedy. Yeah. It's not, it's not a scary movie. No. Like I've, I've heard people describe it as ready or not meets the invitation, like the good invitation from 2015. Not the new one that just came out fucking last year. <laughs> but when I heard that, I was like, I have to see this movie and I can confirm it. That is the perfect description. If you like either of those movies, especially if you like both, I think you'll really enjoy the menu. It it delivered. And I was a little worried because I'm not a huge food person or like I don't watch a lot of food cooking content, but I, I loved it. It was all just making jokes about that whole culture. It's really making 
making jokes about art and critics and how those things really just kind of ruin things for each other. And it's so funny. It's uh, we have so much to talk about. Yeah, real surprise of a movie. Like I just I mean, everyone hyped it up, so it had a lot to live up to. But I think it really did. And uh, Ray Fiennes looks like he's having the time of his life. So happy for him. You know, after Voldemort, I'm, I'm happy to see him happy. He deserves uh, it. Well, like you said, it's on HBO Max. Watch it. Because, uh, yeah, you're going to want to hear all this stuff. And you're going to want to see this movie. It's a blast. We're talking spoilers. So just catch up. Watch it. You got a fucking week. Do it. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, uh, you know, find us and do all the social media things. And um, yeah, we will see you next week. Regular exclusive out. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here.